Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Because after dinner, everyone ought to have a cigar. So I tried it. Well, the rest is history. I'm still smoking Stogies. I love it. And he introduced me to something really good. And I know now the next question. Knowing you, uh, being the interviewer that you are, digging in deep all the time, you will say now, what does your wife think about that? Let me ask you something. When my wife's father has introduced me to Stogies. What is she going to say? She's not going to say my father made a mistake because her father never makes a mistake. So therefore, it is okay. I can smoke Stogies around her. I can smoke Stogies in my house. First of all, because her father introduced me to Stogies. And second of all, because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my Stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> well, I'm a sucker for fine Cuban cigars. The problem is I can't afford them. But last year I went and got myself a whole box. And just to be safe, I ensure. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few Coke Summer sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yes. And this? Yes. And what about this? You're there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. Look at that mouth. That poor, parched mouth. So dry. What'd you eat for lunch? Chalk dust? Did your face storm a sandcastle? Did your mouth cannonball into a barrel of mothballs? You're being awfully quiet. Is that because your mouth feels like the business end of a Dremel saw? Is it because your mouth just wrote a haiku and all 17 syllables were dry heaves? 
Do you even listen to your mouth? Because right now your mouth thinks its biological parents are a half sheet of 80-grit sandpaper and a box of fish food. You're so parched. You know it. I know it. The entire radio knows it. Just admit it. You want a Mountain Dew. Your mouth feels like it just inhaled the insides of a punching bag, and the only remedy is that neon green potion. Right now, your mouth could be tongue-bathing in the refreshing citrus kick of Mountain Dew. Instead, it feels like you've been motorboating King Tut's sarcophagus. What was that? Is that your parched mouth crying for help or a porcupine making whoopee with a cardboard box? Wrong. It's your mouth. Show some mercy. Crack open a nice cold Mountain Dew. <sighs> you know your mouth wants you to. Do the Dew. Now it's time for another Cigar 101. Cigar Etiquette. There is a ton of information out there on proper cigar etiquette. And quite frankly, most of it's ridiculous. This is America. You paid for the cigar, do whatever you like. Within reason, that is. We've all heard the same nagging arguments. Remove the band. Don't remove the band. Don't bite the cap. Never light a cigar that's two-thirds smoked. Wait at least 15 minutes between cigars. Only use a butane lighter. Don't dunk your cigar in whiskey or cognac. Who really cares? Unless you're trying to impress someone, that's one thing. But truthfully, anything goes. You don't let people tell you how to eat your sandwich cookies, do you? When lighting a cigar, use a lighter. Use matches. Use an unscented candle. Use whatever gets the job done. As long as it's no harm to you or others, it's a perfectly acceptable method. The same rules apply for cutting a cigar. The standard family of cutters work great, but in a pinch, there are a plethora of other options. Biting. A pocket knife. I've even seen a guy use a ballpoint pen, though I wouldn't recommend it. Some methods may be messier than others, but as long as you cut above the shoulder to prevent the cigar from unraveling, the end result is still the same. And if you like to dip your cigars in whiskey or cognac, who am I to tell you that's wrong? If you like the taste, dunk away, my friend. Don't get me wrong, I don't encourage blowing smoke in people's faces, breaking laws, or anything similar of the sort. But if you're within the realm of reason, throw out the pompous rules of etiquette and do what you like. Cigars are for enjoyment, so stop worrying about whether you're doing it right and just enjoy your cigars. Oh, my God. 
All right. Can you guys hear me now? And uh, you guys can hear me? All right. Um, wow. Technical difficulties 101. I will take care of you guys. Folks, forgive us. The Russian ha- Russians hacked us again. So uh, uh, right. forgive us. Let's start this show. And I'll start it over <laughs> again. So, um, you know, I, 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 got, I, got to, uh, I got to pump us up because I get a little bit discouraged. Every time we have a show with a great guest or a great topic to talk about, we end up getting hacked, man. So uh, You know what that means? We have to bring a bad guest on for a bad show <laughs> and it'll be all right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, uh, all right, folks, look, we're going to start the show. We're going to kick this off with a little bit of pump-up music. Uh, we'll be right back to start the show. So don't touch that dial. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up We're smoking some fine cigars here. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had some technical difficulties, but we adapt, we improvise, we overcome. Hoorah! And we are live on the air. And as we were starting the show, Maverick, you and I were talking uh, about a great cause, DIP, uh, great cause, thing that we want to do to raise awareness for DIPG, which is diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma. And um, a, 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 a just a, a sweet angel passed away um, not too long ago and um, from this debilitating disease, of which I don't even think that there's a cure uh, I, I haven't done a lot of research, but I know five or six here on the Gulf Coast have been diagnosed with that, including a it's college student. Thing. Yeah, a college student from LSU. But um, and that's a rarity in itself, right? Somebody that age. Yeah. Uh, t- well, you know, I, from from the small studies that I've done, um, I think it usually affects children between the ages of five and nine. And I think there's over. Um, I, I'll, I'll get with with Josh about some of the stats and, and um, you know, I want to give respect to the family and, you know, for the loss. And I can't even imagine. So, you know, I'd love to re- I, you know, I'm, I, I look forward to maybe sitting down with Angel, um, who is Sophia's uh, mom, and talk about this idea of and this wasn't our idea. You know, I come up with some pretty doozies of ideas, but this outside the box idea came from um, Bones, a YouTube uh, YouTuber, right? Nick, Nick Pauly G. G. Yeah, Nick Pauly G. So um, he uh, has this YouTube channel. And for those of you who are looking for it, it's Nick Pauly G. You can find it on YouTube. And what he does is he does these montage videos and he wants to bring awareness to um, 
uh, DIPG. And he has a real passion for it. He does. I mean, we, we talked to him in the studio last week and I mean, what a good kid, man. Yeah, and 20 years old and has, he's on fire about this, which is rarity. Yeah. And, it's not uh, yeah. About himself, yeah. and it's not about himself. Exactly. And you know, we told the more, we told the weird story, how we met him, you know, or how I met him. He'd come by my shop in a bathrobe. Right. You, and you, the bathrobe I'm, story. And, and then the You're cop, like, what the hell is this? And the cop comes out of me. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And uh, so we get to talking and uh, what a good kid. And actually he's coming to work for the, for the radio show. And they love him at the post office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ocean Springs love him at the post yeah. office. Unpaid, so, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> and, and what he's going to do. He's is, an intern. Yeah. He's an intern. <laughs> yeah, he's our intern. And uh, so. You but, know what um, intern means, right? Hey, I need some water. We yeah, can let yeah. him work the board. I need some coffee. Or I need <laughs> he, might, he, might, he might know the button. He might know how to do the board. I, uh, yeah. yeah. He might be a better production person than me since i can't get the sound to work but uh um what a great kid what a great cause um we're gonna put on an event um sometime in the spring maybe uh earlier um er, early early summer where it's not a billion degrees outside and uh i, I mean you guys know me when i do when i do something we go way outside the box and we're gonna get some and, local uh, rock bands to yeah, actually yep. play this thing and too. uh matter of fact one of our one of my clients um, I won't mention the band's name, but uh, uh, the, um, give me a song that they used to sing. Um, uh, come on, come on, think, 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 think. I'm wait, thinking, wait. I'm thinking. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I'll give you some inspirational music. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do time, Mr. So uh, anyway, make a long story short, we're not you know, we don't name drop here on the show, but um we do know uh we were fortunate enough to know somebody who used to play with Leonard Skinner and uh johnny van zandt and um so we're going to reach out to them and we really want to do it you know all up we've got a huge parking lot here so i mean we could really ha- i mean we could make it almost a cruise in the coast kind of it'll event, be nice know? it'll be I'd, I'd really nice yeah i'd love for it to turn out like that so that'd be really cool if we could do it during <clears throat> cruise in the coast and uh because you know so many people never nah, i don't want to compete yeah, right, yeah, you know, yeah. because there you, you there's no competition you can't compare classic cars to you know, a debilitating disease that takes the life of Very children. true, but you'll yeah. have a lot of people down here uh, around that time. Frame. I agree. I, I mean, but the, the something rea- to think about. But I, I think, I think if we do it right, we plan it right. I, I, I think it'll be. It I should think be a good local event. A good thing, and we want to make it a yearly event, and hopefully, it grows every year. You know, and uh, so uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, thank you so much. We've got listeners in Spain. We've got listener, listeners in London, England. Tonight, thank you. Big shout out from all the ash holes here in Ocean Springs. And um, tonight on the show, the ash holes, we're going to start with our smoldering ash session. Uh, yes, I renamed oh, it from oh, from smoldering ash. We got to make it more about smoldering the ash. Yeah, I like smoldering that. ash. I yeah, like that's that. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Instead of rapid fire. Why? You, why you always got to be a negative now? Bone, bone, no, I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it would have been nice to know about it before. Okay. Surprises just or surprises? Dropped on you. Well, last time I checked, I write, I sign y'all's checks. Oh, never mind. Y'all don't <laughs> 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 Thing, thing yeah, bounced yeah. like a <laughs> rubber balloon. Yeah. So, 
Um, we're going to start with a small learning ask session. And basically what that is, folks, is we get things off our chest. And uh, the uni everybody asks us every week. We get people that ask emails saying, Matt, you know, we love your show. We've had, what, 10 million downloads in two months now on, on iTunes. And uh, the reality of it is what we want to do is you can talk about anything with a good cigar in your mouth. It doesn't always have to be focused on cigar guests. So we talk about politics. We talk about social social issues. Current, with, events, uh, current events, current events. And um, so and that's what makes our show so diverse because we can really talk about anything. And um, so we're going to have the smoldering ass session and then we're going to sit down with. Hey, guys, just listen to this. We got a bourbon expert on the show tonight. I know. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I, I can't wait. Um, uh, uh, but not only a bourbon expert, but a sommelier, Jonathan Mazzano from Mazzano's Fine Spirits, who just happens to be right down the street in Ocean Springs. He's coming on the show. He's going to be in the studio, and he's actually bringing some samples. Nice, nice for you guys. Yeah, it's nice. nice. Yeah, and, uh, and we're going to hook him up with a good smoke. I su I assume. Right. Does he smoke? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I don't um, partake in the bourbon or um, spirits, but I do enjoy a fine cigar. Well, you yes, have you uh, yes, been you sober, what, 30 years? Going on 30 years. That's, Congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. Pretty close. Congratulations. You, man. You know? so, what we're gonna do, so we'll pick his brain and find out how to pair a great cigar with the greatest brown water on the planet. Oh, yeah. That's bourbon. And so join us tonight. The fun, the fun start has started already, yeah, uh, minus started. the technical difficulties. Now, remember, you can call in anytime during the show and ask your bourbon-infused question, 914-803. Uh, oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? 803-803-4079. I, I wrote the wrong telephone number. on. Thank God. That, no wonder we couldn't post it on social media. because That the wrong was, the, um, that was the porn channel you were giving me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Negative, wrong, negative, wrong one. Negative. Yeah. So, um, them yes, <laughs> give out our free, uh, just for free us. Yeah. so, uh, let's take a, a quick commercial break. We'll come sure. right back with the smoldering ass session. So don't touch that dial folks. We'll be right back. Had enough commercials. KFC presents a Halloween tale. It came from the dark. It began like any other evening. They were hungry. Innocently, they went to KFC, where they discovered the new KFC dark meat menu. Look at all those low prices! Have you ever seen chicken price this low? Yes, dark, delicious pieces of KFC legs and thighs. Flavors like original recipe, extra crispy, and even tender roast. All at low, low prices. Look at all those pieces. It's KFC's dark meat menu. Whatever you do, don't eat it alone. <laughs> Drums, please. Drums, please. <laughs> Folks, welcome back to Smoking Aces Live. You are listening to the Ash Holes. And look, we've wasted enough time with all these ID10T errors, uh, which for those of you who don't know what an, what an ID10T error is, 
of which I had to learn the hard way on the freaking air. If you write it out, I-D-10-T, it spells idiot. So uh, that's what it was. It was an idiot error. Good grief. So anyway, let's start with a smoldering ass session. Mort, fire away, man. What you got? We'll light your ash on fire. I am going to pick on one of the largest, uh, well, what they they say that they are uh, about women's reproductive rights and all this stuff, but Planned Parenthood. Apparently, they are still... Planned Parenthood? Yeah, Planned Parenthood. Okay. The, uh, you know, about a year ago, they had some... Uh, they about were selling exposed. the body parts. Yeah, they're still doing it. Shut up. Wow. No, they're still doing Shut it. Shut up. The, the, uh, an aborted baby is... Uh, yeah, I, they, they call it an aborted fetus, but it's still a baby. Um, it goes for $200. The, yeah, that's pretty morbid. I, I get it. Uh, but they also have quotas on abortion. Each one of their clinics... Is has been they say they have quotas. You gotta be is that me. proven? I, I mean, uh, is it that was actually, actually not fake news. It was actually uh, on Fox News with Tucker. Uh, not oh, okay. Ago. If Tucker's doing it, it means it's true. Yeah. So okay. I, I actually yeah. saw the clip where they they talked about this. It was a, it was a good uh, good little good little article. That, now, that, if, uh, what was the dude's name on MSNBC that said he got shot down in a helicopter? Uh, Brian Williams. Yeah. If he was doing it, then it's fake. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah okay. but they have this quota thing, and and uh, it, it goes to the amount of money that they actually make, and the and the reason for all this is they. You know, they say that they do mammograms and stuff for women. And they don't do a damn one. They don't do a single one of them. Good grief. Isn't that and, they, crazy? and Democrats are, and these left-wing nutcases, they're all over the fact that leave Planned Parenthood alone. They push it. They push it. They push it because it's all about this. It's all about this. Well, I, I get it. You know, uh, young females that need uh, birth control, that's what their main emphasis is on mm-hmm. this. But uh, the expose that, that Tucker uh, had on his show was um, – Listen, you know they they bank we on, love Taco Carlson. They bank on the fact that these women are going to miss that pill, and they're going to get pregnant, and they're going to come back to Planned Parenthood to get that abortion. That is sick. That is sick. All right. so they're banking on this. Let's not even give them any more attention. That, that, and, that, you know, that really I don't even want to talk about that. That's okay. ridiculous. And, and we are really we're watching the elections going on mm-hmm. over in Alabama right now. Roy Moore. Roy Moore. He looks like he's getting his ass, ass smoked. What? Your kid. No. Ah, uh, sixty-three. Sixty-three point seven percent for Jones and thirty-six percent for more. Looks like he's getting right. smoked pretty good. Well, he, maybe he'll. Yeah. So, well, if you remember, Trump was down in the beginning. Well, not maybe not by that much. He wasn't he down was, by my guy. Yeah, he was. He was down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, what else you got? What else? What else? Well, lastly, the New York bomber. Uh, his oh family, yeah, the the family. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Aloha snack bar, that dude. Yeah, Aloha <laughs> snack bar. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, the, yeah, the that one dude. with premature uh, explosion in yeah. his pants. Yeah, that's right. And we're gonna end up paying his medical bills oh, for the next twenty five years. Not. You not. know, the family's upset about how he was treated. Well, yeah, they're, they're pissed off. I'm reading. Are you kidding me? I was reading the article about how they they feel like they've been mistreated. Come on, man. <laughs> The the family's pissed off because you know the the police stormed their houses and asked all their relatives you know are you an Aloha snack bar person too are you gonna blow up our pe- are you know what are you yeah. gonna do and and Bones actually brought up a good point I'm gonna leave that up to him about uh-huh. the family as far as them being vetted so yeah, I'm gonna it, pass it on over to him okay it, it Bones makes what no you got sense. the program is the family he came in with or how he was attacked to get into the country uh-huh. they were fully vetted they went through the whole whatever. But apparently the program is if you're going to bring in a family member after uh-huh. you've already been fully vetted, uh-huh. they pretty much just Say. slide right in. Fast track. They fast track him in. and they, So he wasn't vetted like everybody else was. 
So no investigation whatsoever. Are you got uh, it? Pretty much nothing. Wow. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, you're right. That is. That's why I'm a firm believer that should fully install instill his immigration program. I, I, I'm right. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, stuff like this makes me. You think that was enough? That that dramatic? was way, that was enough. Yeah, that okay. was, All right. was pretty okay. good. Okay. All right. But you know, he tried this thing on the subway too, in, in, in rush hour traffic, seven seven thirty a.m. No, it blew up in his pants. Four port thirty. It did. <laughs> His fuse was too little. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else you got, Bones? School buses. For you folks that live in Ocean Springs, give me oh, a freaking break. Oh, okay. Boy. Why do they stop? And, and people complaining about how heavy or how fat our youth are. I drive to Go Park Estates every morning going to go to work, and the bus stops at every flipping freaking corner. Leave every earlier. Corner. Leave earlier. <laughs> no, no, it has nothing to do with me. Leaving at any time. I'll, I'll wait, but uh-huh. why should the bus stop at every corner? Walk down a couple of freaking blocks. When we were growing up, they... they Hell yeah, I had to school. walk 12 miles in <laughs> sandals with holes in them. Backwards in the snow, right? right. Doing yeah. cartwheels. Uphill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you had, you had to walk about a quarter of a mile when I was growing up yeah. to get to the bus stop. Yep. And, it wouldn't be a stop at every corner. It's terrible. Yeah, you know, I agree with Bones on this. It's terrible. Crazy. Yeah, and then you get stuck behind the garbage trucks. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, what else <laughs> then, you got? Then you got the damn train. There is. Yeah. A, we're going to go back to the NFL real quick. Okay. Good. There's a Saints fan that the season ticket holder is suing the Saints for getting reimbursed in his uh, season tickets and everything because he's saying he has not been able to enjoy the NFL since week two when the Saints sat down. During, during the national anthem. Uh, okay. Well, that's about the time he's when we stopped enjoying it. Whether or not he's going to win. Well, he ain't going to go. It ain't, it ain't gonna go. They're going to hear it, though. They're going to hear the case. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, absolutely. And they still gave Godell the damn, the damn money. money. What the? $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Maverick, what you got? What lights well, your ass on fire? We're going to go to the NFL. It saddens me because I'm a Philadelphia fan. No, you're also, just mad because Colin Papernick was coming to the Eagles. Oh, they gave it They gave. It, they, they gave it a thought. <laughs> They gave it a thought. Oh, it but, ain't over know, yet. It ain't over Carson, yet. Carson Wentz was um, hurt. Never, never get the end of that. And um, he's out for the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that player for um, uh, for Pittsburgh, uh, Shazar. Yeah. From Is the, he done? From, from the, the Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yes. Right. He, he's actually getting better. Um, can he feel his legs? Yes, he can. Good, good, good but stuff. He, he's good probably stuff. not going to be playing. Oh, yeah, he's, his football his, career. His done. career's done. But That's a shame. anyway, um, he's saddened to say that he's out for the season, but we got a pretty decent backup. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. And um, we can still do some things. I'm sure we're going to beat the Giants next week. Because that's, not going to happen. I think um, the Sisters of the Poor could beat them. Who's the backup <laughs> to the backup? Uh, Colin Poppernickel. They were thinking about Colin to do it. But, um, <laughs> you you should have seen him. He's sitting over there in the chair, right? And this is right before we go on air. And he sees Holy shit, look at this email. It says, Eagles have made the decision on Pumpernickel. And he goes, I'm going to hold on to this phone twice because I'm about ready to throw it through the freaking wall. Oh, your and, smoking would kill you. Yeah. Oh, Boy, that, would, that would be rough. Yeah, that would yeah. be rough. But anyway, that's all I got for tonight. And um, many fine wishes to everybody out there during this Christmas season. And we say Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends out there. Yeah, Barry, you got a bunch of Jewish friends. And we got some, I'll tell you what, from um, Bones, we got some nice presents. Hell yeah, we did. 
If we Ooh. got an ashtray, we got an actual gold coin from Donald Trump. Yeah, that's a bad city boss. I'm, I'm going to have that for a long time. No, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose no, it like never, it's bullshit. No, you're never gonna, lose that. Uh, no, you lost the book, uh, Art oh, of the Deal, dude. that signed. was signed by signed. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. You could yeah. sell that for probably a million dollars. I give him a week. I give him a week before I lose. The coin. I got. No, I won't lose the coin because it's going in just my stash box. It's going in the bag. I got a beanie. It's going in his backpack. It's going in his trunk. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we got some nice. I, I got a beanie. And he got a nice beanie. More the, that one from the Ohio, Ohio State, State University. Yeah. We got some beautiful personal personalized ashtrays. They're really nice, and it was just very thoughtful of Bones to take care of his fellow ash holes like that. I agree. Thank you, Bones. Absolutely. I, I agree, Maverick. Yeah, I agree, Maverick. All right, so uh, my turn for uh, what lights all about giving. Yeah, what lights my ash on fire? So wireless I, bones. I got a tour. What? If my wife's listening. I wanted to know. I want wireless bows. Okay. All right. Uh, Davy, is that uh, all you want? Yeah, Davey? is that all you want? Davy, are you listening? It sounded like you said wild bulls. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> all right. So what, what lights my ash on fire? Uh, this is just a funny story. <laughs> So one of my clients comes in and he happens to be in the law enforcement field. And he says, man, I got a, I got a, I got a story to tell you. And he says, uh, so these two hoodlums, knuckleheads, uh, decide to go into a bar in Baltimore, Maryland yesterday. And it just so happens that there was a Baltimore city police retirement party at the bar. <laughs> they pull out two sawed off shotguns and <laughs> 14 police officers <laughs> pull out their duty weapons and the guys go taken off and they chase after him and they catch him two blocks down the road. They showed their mug shots. It looked like they got beat by Mike Tyson <laughs> for about 20 <laughs> right. minutes. And, that's like an episode of, uh, yeah. And, and, the, and right. Yeah, and the hashtag, I mean, the, the, the synopsis of the newspaper story and says suspects resist arrest during <laughs> armed robbery okay. attempt. Okay. And, nice. uh, so, for those of you uh, noodleheads, this is uh, what not to do during the Christmas. Actually, don't ever do it, but especially don't go into a bar that's uh, known to be a cop bar. A cop bar, no, yeah. not a good place to go. Yeah. Talk about them criminals. What about that dude? This, this, what today in Jackson County? Oh yeah, yeah. Knucklehead just he hid in the stairwell for four, hours. for four hours. Decides to escape. <laughs> Goes two blocks down in Pascagoula and in shackles and handcuffs, <laughs> wiggling down the road. And then police and people's like, hey, that looks kind of weird. That is kind of weird. Yeah, let's you know? so, they, so, they, so they catch the, he catch the guy. He's a brainiac. He's a brainiac. Yeah, well, he got, he 12, got 12 years. He got 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, which he probably was going to get two years probation. <laughs> yeah, he probably now, was. Now, he, now, now he's got 12, 12 years. years. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a lot. Uh, I don't have a lot to what? talk about with play stupid games, yeah, you win stupid, stupid prizes. prizes, right? But um, <laughs> with with the issue uh, of what lights my ash on fire, it's you know this this DIPG has really really gotten me because uh, I, I mean the 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 thing is how I, I mean why is there why does nobody have any answers? So, you know, we reached out. We had the, uh, Nick Pauly G, who happens to be in our studio right now, and uh, we had him on last week. We reached out to the publicist um, and his uh, Logan Paul's PR people. They love the idea. We talked to another publicist. They love the idea. And, uh, you know, the, the excitement was to maybe get him. You know, me, I, I shoot for the stars because you, you never know what you're going to get unless you go for the top. So I said, no, we're going to have him on the show, and um, you never know. He may call in. He may not. I and, believe he will. But the reality of it is nice. 
the, the seed has been planted. And once you plant the seed, there ain't no stopping the growth of it. And we're going to watch this grow and it's going to grow into something. And, and it's, this is, this is Nick's, you know, and this is Nick's desire. Uh, I can't take any credit for it. He came up with a great idea to do this event. And uh, so hopefully we can sit down with all the parents that have, I, I, I have a 15 year old that's going on 30 and sometimes he gives me more gray hair than I can imagine, but yeah, I, I cannot feel. imagine, I, 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 you know, there's no way kids are supposed to go before, before you. They're, they're just you, not supposed to be their kids. Yeah. So let me ask you, have you reached out to our friend over in Los Angeles? I have. Okay. And he is on top of it. He, um, for those of you who don't know who my, our friend now is in Los Angeles is Brian the Hammer Jackson. He has the most popular morning show out in Los Angeles um, with 4 million listeners a week. And uh, so he uh, um, is going to reach out to Nick Pauly G uh, in the near future and get him on his show and really talk about it. And I mean, that's Logan Paul's home, uh, hometown or that's where he lives, he lives in Los Angeles. So, you know, if you can't go straight to the bull, you go around to the, to, uh, uh, what his else? calf, yeah, his calf, yeah, yeah. It depends on what the calf looks like. It depends on the right. calf. It depends <laughs> on the calf, right, right. So, um, you know, I, you know, it's really, 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 um, you know, I mean, good grief. How do you, how do you focus on anything else? You know, I, what I want to do is, you know, I, I want to do now. Now he's got Nick's got me motivated. And I know he's got all you motivated. Absolutely. And, uh, just bringing us to the table. Oh, it's coming to the table. <clears throat> you know, and, and for those of you who are just tuning in, we actually are honored to have um, Sophia's father in the studio tonight. And uh, maybe he'll uh, get a chance to uh, come on the air with us and talk to us about, you know, uh, I can't imagine what he's going through, but uh, he's got all our support. And I know he has our prayers. And uh, um, so, you know, it's just it's something that that there there needs to bring awareness to this. And we need to we need to do something crazy off the wall, outside the box so we can bring awareness to uh, this debilitating and disease and big. It's got to be big. big. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys know me. I do everything big. So <clears throat> but anyway, so on tonight's show, we've got uh, m- m- what do you guys think about Jonathan Mazzano coming on? I like oh, can't wait. <clears throat> I'm glad for you guys. I mean, it's not a big throw. It's a bit, not a big throw for me, but if you enjoy it, I'm for you. Well, we, you know, hey, for those of you who don't know Maverick's story, I mean, 30 years sober, and uh, but you wouldn't want to see you trust me. You wouldn't want to see him uh, inebriated because his. Uh, methodology was to get naked in the bar. <laughs> yeah, literally get naked. I mean, That's no clothes. No clothes, yeah. no nothing. In just sneakers. Up. Yeah, just sneakers. Um, <laughs> he's got can, you, can you imagine him with one leg and well, one now, prosthetic? but back then you, you didn't. You had no, nah, it was both legs dancing on the bar. <laughs> and naked as a jaybird. <laughs> Jaybirds are naked? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. No feathers. <laughs> <laughs> so... So that's really something I didn't want to have in my mind. Uh, right yeah, now. Well, you, you planted, just the seed has been planted. Yeah, it ain't, ain't going to go nowhere. So, all right. So let me ask you something. So, um, your your uh, your fuel was what was it? Red Bull and Sambuca? No, no Sambuca uh, and Heineken. Sambuca and Heineken. Sambuca Romana. That's a potent from potent Italy pairing right there, man. Yes, lots of it. So, we, and what'd you do? Just chase it with Heineken? Yes, yes, I did. I chased it with Heineken's and um. And after a certain period of time, the um the clothes, clothes came off. The clothes came off all of a sudden. I must have got hot or something. <laughs> <laughs> something is weird with that combination. You know, there's, there, there's a song about tequila makes your clothes fall off or something. It's it a, announced that they changed it to, to Zambuca, Zambuca and Heineken. Zambuca and Heineken, right? 
Um, but yeah, April 1st, um, God willing, um, I'll make it. It'll be my 30th anniversary. That's, nice. That's awesome. We're proud seems, of you. It seems like a long time, but it came by real fast. We're proud of you. Yeah, but I'm very, glad very you guys proud. to get to enjoy a nice a nice <clears throat> bourbon or you know Bones' favorite is a nice rum. Oh. And um, they um, I get to enjoy them enjoying that. Right, right. So and Jonathan will be in the studio here in about 20 minutes, and what he's going to do is he's bringing his anniversary edition oh. of his. 1792 orange blossom. Oh, you hear this? I got a tongue higher <clears throat> on. And we're going <laughs> to pair it with a good dark Maduro, a, actually a triple triple Maduro from Camacho. And we're going to uh, uh, kind of pick his brain on how he learns how to uh, pick the, the barrels that he picks and brings here. And That's uh, pretty cool. It is it, pretty it cool. It is cool. Let, uh, me, ask, let me ask you a dumb, stupid cigar question. Man. Okay, fire away. What is a triple Maduro versus a Maduro? What do you think? Take a guess. Wrapped three times. <laughs> On the ceiling, if you want me. <laughs> no, I don't have a clue. Okay, it, basically, it's just a more earthy. It's um, it, with the filler and the binder, and the the wrapper, of course, is the Maduro. Okay, but <clears throat> it gives a, a little bit more pungent earth. A little bit. Um, I hate saying earth because it's dirt. Basically. You know, what a lot of people ask me and say, Matt, when, you know, when we hear you on the show describe a cigar, they say, well, <clears throat> I don't understand what, what you taste. And we have to remember that 90% of our taste comes from our sense of smell. So when I'm saying earth and you're tasting that and basically it tastes what kind of similar to what you're what you've smelled before. And I, I don't know how to explain it. And I try to stay away from when somebody comes in the humidor. One of the things that I stay away from is. I don't get into, hey, Matt, what do you like? What, what it, because every palette is different. different. It's just like a fingerprint. There is no palette that's exactly the same. So you and I may smoke the same cigar, and you may get cinnamon and nutmeg, and I may get dirt and, and uh, dirt. Pil pilferage. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't Is know. Is that on the chart? Let me. No. Pilfer it. No, it's only three. I'm syllables. looking to see if it's on the chart. It's pilferage. Uh, one of the flavors. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you a question. Um, bourbon. How did you get introduced to bourbon, Mort? I, I you know, it, it's it's not anything that I can actually put my finger on. Uh, the bourbon actually has a, a different flavors depending on who the the maker is. So I got started on Maker's Mark because I was up in Ohio, and it seemed to be the drink to, to have. They have the, the nice pretty bottle, you know, with the wax top and all this stuff. It's pretty cool looking. So, you know, I got started with that. But uh, way back in the day, I used to drink bourbon with Coke. And, oh. and, is that a no-no kind well, of yeah, now? Yeah, it is. It well, absolutely yeah. is. You're not, you're you're not, not supposed those, to mix it with You're not supposed thing. to mix it with something that's sweet like that. So. Uh, it took me a couple of years to get past my youth and stupidity because, you know, with bourbon and Coke, you're just trying to get hammered. That's all you that's all you're really <laughs> okay, trying to do. Okay, I understand. Right? So uh, we we got the we got the taste of of bourbon with just a little bit of ice. And Jonathan will talk about putting like just a single drop of water to open up a bourbon. And right. that, that definitely makes it taste a whole lot different. So my palate changed from trying to get hammered to enjoying the drink itself right right and so when uh, you were hammering last week and it wasn't on bourbon oh uh, yeah it was on irish whiskey uh, now oh. you <laughs> bones you're not you've never been a bourbon fan no i like 
back in the day, it used to be whiskey and coke and stuff like that. But just you know, to get hammered, that, that right? Never, he, well, I was seventeen, eighteen. Uh, absolutely, yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> but I slowly, slowly but surely, I got a bottle of Maker's Mark from one of know. our okay patrons. Yeah, okay. Um, who doesn't drink? He gave it as a gift. Um, but I, I do, I do like Mazzano has yep. a nice no. Um, Jared. Uh, oh, Jared, Jared, Jared. Um, okay. Mazzano's does have a nice. My wife picked up a bottle of uh, it's called Sweet Lucy. It's like a bourbon liqueur. Mm. Oh, that on ice is just fantastic. Mm. Uh, put it in coffee. Huh? Wow. Nice. Interesting. Very, Very nice. interesting. And you don't have any experience with bourbon, do you? No bourbon except you know a couple mm. of shots of um, what was that? JD. Oh, Jack Daniels. Yeah. yeah. That's not bourbon. Yeah, that's but you know what? Yeah, that's but that um, that's what they said was, and you know that was when they were ossified. No. You know the, the bourbon. <laughs> bourbon used to be uh, used to have to come from a certain place in uh, Kentucky or Tennessee. You know, it, it can it, only be true bourbon if it comes from Kentucky. Right. It, it, that's what they used to say, but now it's it's changed because we've got craft bourbon popping up all over. Uh, you know, craft distilleries opening up, uh-huh. and so they're making this. You know, in Utah or wherever else, wherever they may be, making uh, having their own distillery. So it it doesn't necessarily have to come from one place anymore. Right, right. And, and we'll find out about that. We'll find that out in just a minute because he just walked into the studio. We're going to get to him in about 10 minutes. So, um, you know, one of the th- one of the strongest bonds in the, in the spirit world defines the magic that happens when straight bourbon meets a curling waft of cigar smoke. How you like that? I curling like that. waft of waft cigar of. smoke. Ooh, waft. And what I did was I paired two excellent cigars, a toasty Padron, Padron, who just recently passed away at the age of 91. By the way, he smoked cigars from the age of 10. So he smoked 81 years, three cigars a day, every single day consistently. Wow. How about that? Yeah. That's a lot. That's that, a lot. That's not more than 17 cigars a day. No. That's, there's only one person that did that, that I'm aware this of. This guy. <laughs> so um, what I did was I paired two cigars. I We did a Padron 1964 Anniversary Series Torpedo and a fuller-bodied Fuente Opus X Robusto. And uh, and we and one time we, we paired it with 16 different bourbons. And uh, my favorite – and I, I'm sure I don't know whether Jonathan will agree with me, but you know the Padron 64 anniversary is is very 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 thick, very rich, very a uh, ton of flavor. And uh, what's the matter? Uh, a ton a ton of flavor. So I like the Angels Envy Cask Blend, and um, you know it's about 119 uh, proof. It's about 170 dollars a bottle, and you'll like it because it's you know aged rum is the first impression that you get from this bourbon with some molasses, banana, and graham cracker. And then comes the port, the uh, anise, cinnamon, cloves, and cocoa. And, um, and, and what I love about this business and what I love about the bourbon industry is you, you learn so much about your palate. You, it, I mean, everything opens up. And, you know, what, I tell you who I feel sorry for. And a lot of our listeners are probably not going to like this. I feel sorry for uh, cigarette smokers because, you know, after five, ten years of cigarette smoking, you burn your palate out and you don't taste anything. So where where is your enjoyment when you I mean, I, I, 
look at me. I'm I'm only 180 pounds, but uh, I like to eat. No, I, lo- pounds. I love. Uh, yes, I am. Lighter. You think? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay. Well, so I'm the 160 to 180. And the reality is, yeah. Welter, I welterweight. Yeah, welterweight. <laughs> yeah. So, but I love to eat, and I love steak. I love seafood. But I cannot imagine if you couldn't taste anything. If your palate's so burnt out. Might as well eat the same thing every day. You might as well eat a shoe every day. Why yeah. not eat a shoe? I mean, you're not going to taste the difference. Eat a hamburger. <clears throat> you know, but um, the unique thing um, about, the, you know, bourbon and learning about it, and that's what I want to pick Jonathan's brain about, is, you know, where you pick up some of these. Uh, what? What do you point at? Results. More came back. His numbers are higher. I oh, goodness. You. I'm telling you, he's going to come back. But anyway, <clears throat> so what we're going to do, we're, we're going to take a commercial break. And uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to finish up the smoldering ash session. What? Before we do, Padron <laughs> smoked, in his lifetime, 88,695 cigars. Oh, holy shnikes. I wonder if he took any days off. Uh, Probably it would be a rarity if he did. Maybe if he you, was not feeling think, well. You, well, you guys got to remember, back then, you know, down there <clears throat> in, that, in that culture, yeah, I mean, that is something that you just do. I mean, it's like breathing here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and... My friend Carlos, um, uh, uh, Isaiah Santana, who owns uh, De Crocier Cigars, and uh, he said it is literally in his blood. He cannot not smoke a cigar, and um, he inhales. Oh, oh. And, and, and he does three a day, and he inhales every bit of the cigar. That's an addiction. <clears throat> you no, know, but, but down there, that's, that's, their, that's culture. their culture. That's, that's their what culture. they do. It's yeah. like the Italians. You grow up drinking wine at dinner. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. So let's take a commercial break. We're going to come back and uh, we'll have our guest, our special guest, Jonathan Mazzano from Mazzano Fine Spears, of which is in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. I'm going to let him tell you where to find him. And also, youtube.com slash Nick Pauly G. I want you to watch and promote the video uploaded 15 minutes ago for Logan Paul to react to uh, on his channel. Use the hashtag, uh, hashtag smash for DIPG. So don't forget that, folks. We'll be right back. Like a small boat on the ocean, sending big waves into motion. Like how a single word can make a heart open. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things, they push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do.
dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few Coke Summer sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? And this? Yes. And what about this? Yes. Ha! Gotcha there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. live and uh, we just happen to be joined by uh one of the coolest bourbon experts that i know personally the premier the premier bourbon expert premier jonathan mazano uh i think he needs a glass right over there bob or uh, maverick um (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway the premier bourbon expert and not only not only that he's a sommelier as well and uh, so, Jonathan, welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? Thank you. Glad to be here. You, into the mic. There you go. Looking what was that last one? Guys. What? He's a what? Sommelier. Sommelier. Okay. What? A, yeah, I'll let you explain what a Does it sommelier. means I live to drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, explain to some of my listeners, because I just got a couple texts, what is a sommelier? Explain what a sommelier is and how you get to be one, and then let's talk about some bourbon. Okay. So I'm certified through the Quartermaster Sommeliers. It's a uh, four-part program. I've taken the first certification and plan to get back to studying for the second one. I've been spending a lot of time in Kentucky picking out bourbon barrels, so it's cutting into my uh, wine education time. But Okay. And is it hard to become a sommelier? Yeah, so there's multiple stages. There's a uh, you know, written exam. There's blind tasting, which is really? very wow. difficult. You have, to, uh, you have to train your palate how to eliminate certain wines and pick up on specific flavors that you can narrow down the difference between, you know, Pinot Noir, Cabernet, Merlot, Syrah. Um, All tastes the same to me. Well, and it takes see, a lot of practice. And, and there is no, you can't, can you train your palate to become a sommelier or is this something that you're born with? I think it's both. I think you have to have a, a good palate to start with and then just focus on honing in on flavors. You have to think about, you know, every time you eat, how do you pull out, you know, certain spices and different things and then how to relate and remember those. And really, for me, the best way to do it was studying in a group setting uh, mm-hmm. with a group of people. And you might taste something and someone calls out, hey, that's, you know, papaya or it's black pepper. And then you, you start to really associate those every time you taste them throughout the wines as long as it along with food so right and so i bet your eating experiences are amazing i love to eat that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right so um and how long does it take to become a sommelier it it really depends how much time you put into it they offer classes uh throughout the year all over the country um 
so you know as you move up and you get to become a master sommelier it's uh, very difficult by the time you get to that point like i said i'm first level certified there's four certifications so it just comes down to how much time you want to put into studying and, and reading about wine and um just knowing all the different regions and basically immersing your life in wine. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, um, let me ask you something. What do you, what's your favorite wine? Yeah. Everybody always asks what my favorite wine and my favorite (laughs) bourbon is. So for me, what makes, uh, wine so unique and such an experience is depending what kind of food you're having, what you're in the mood for, there's a different wine to match kind of every occasion, every meal. Um, I keep a, you know, uh, probably, I don't know, five or 600 bottles at home. So I've got a wide range. Wow. So depending on what I'm in the mood for, I can go and pull some. <laughs> Holy so. moly. What's the oldest bottle of wine that you have? Um, I probably only got some wine that's maybe 10, 15 years old at home personally. Okay. Uh, but I've been fortunate to drink some wine back in the 40s and 50s. So I've oh, had some nice. incredibly old wine. Really? Really? I'm very and fortunate. What do you get? Well, I mean, I guess from, from a noob's experience, what do you get out of a 40 or 50-year-old wine? I mean, is it more earthy or is it more sweet? Depending what style of wine it is, you know, there's so many different types from all over the world. But what I find in older wine is you get, well, let me back up a little bit. In okay. great wine, you get a lot of layers. People always ask me, you know, what justifies spending $10 on a bottle of wine or $100 on a bottle of wine? There's a lot of great, you know, everyday wines. But the more you get into wine, you'll notice that those $10 bottles taste the same from start to finish. There's no evolution. It doesn't gotcha. really get more exciting. And a great bottle of wine will actually evolve and open up. and You'll get multiple layers you know, different fruits, spices, and um, just all these different things that will come out. And as you drink through down the bottle, you get more layers opening up. In an older bottle of wine, those layers open up much, you know, much quicker. To to have a bottle of wine that's going to age, you know, say 10-plus years even Uh as a base, the winemaker has to kind of decide that when they're making the wine and have, you know, higher acidity. You have to have higher things in the wine to make it last longer. So they're a little bit more stringent up front to last longer over time. So they're not as soft and easy drinking today if you want it to last 10, 20 years. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So let me let me ask you something. The the fires that are occurring in California right now in, in wine country, how's that going to affect the, the wine industry? So it's tough to say right now. We're really waiting to see. Fortunately, a lot of wineries didn't have damage to the vines and to the actual winemaking facilities. At first, it looked really bad out there. A lot of the winemakers I've talked to have been very fortunate, had some damage to the outskirts of the property. Really, the big thing now is what we're eating to see is going to be smoke taint. So just like when you right. smoke meat on your grill, you know, you get that smoke flavor infused into it. You have the same problem with the fruit. If you have heavy smoke, you can't get that back out of the fruit. So oh, that's Wow. So, so that it, ru- it ruins the entire crop. It doesn't too. enhance it. it. It could ruin it. If it was, you know, slight, it might be okay, but if it's depending how heavy and how much, um, you know, time the smoke was there and how heavy. So one wine maker told me it would take about six months to really kind of see what happens with the smoke flavor in the wine. So wow. I'm kind of Holy waiting to see right now. It's going to get expensive. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It looked catastrophic at first though. It did. Oh, it looked yeah. really bad. It looks nasty. And, 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 um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a wild guess here that you're uh, a red versus a white. You know, again, depending on what I'm doing, but yeah, we definitely drink more red at home than white. Right. But, um, put a heart. Absolutely. Well, nothing I, wrong with that. I grew up in Germany, so I I was used to the the Moselle and the Rhine wines. So that's that's what my palate kind of uh, goes to. I'm not a, a red wine fan. And there's a lot of great wine coming from Germany, especially from Moselle and the Rhine, and it goes really well with our cuisine here on the Gulf Coast. You know, fresh seafood, a lot of spices. So you get uh-huh. those rieslings that have 
not only some sweetness, but great acidity. So they're refreshing, you know, here in the summer when it's a hundred degrees and 110% humidity, you need something refreshing and reason right. does the trick. Right. Now, look, what in the hell is Moscato? Oh, <laughs> that's my wife's favorite. <laughs> I, I got to ask it. Somebody, somebody called me today and said, please ask because, um, uh, he, he is married to a Moscato freak. And he's trying to explain to her that it's not wine. It's just, just like sparkling cider yeah, or something it, like that. It's still wine. Typically, Moscato is much lower alcohol, you know, 6 7%, uh, much sweeter. So, you know, everyone has to start somewhere with wine, and everyone has their favorite. And really, at the end of the day, no matter what any critic tells you, what any wine person tells you, you have to drink what you love and what you enjoy. Right. And most people start off light and sweet and then progress up to heavier wines. So and like again, a cigar. Exactly. As or long drink, as it's not Boone's Farm or one of those, yeah. Or drinking, you know, drinking bourbon or whiskey, same thing. You've got to start off, you know, kind of more mild, usually right. lower proof and work right. your way up. Right. Um, what is your, what's the most expensive bottle of wine? I can tell you what mine was. I was in Key West about mm, 15, 16, 17 years ago, and there was a guy behind me and didn't know him from Adam. And I asked him what he was drinking. He said a 1956 Lafitte Rothschild. It was about a $5,500 bottle of wine. I, I don't know whether he was telling me the truth or not, but is that about right? Uh, yeah, at least, yeah. Okay. Wow. So uh, so he uh, – but back then, I didn't know anything. He didn't so, share any with you? Uh, he did, actually. <laughs> oh. He gave me a little tiny wow. little tiny bit. Only about and, $200 worth? Yeah, probably, too, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, what's your most expensive wine that you've drank? Uh, the most expensive and rare wine I've ever had is a 1942 DRC Latache, which is a uh, red burgundy from France. Ooh, wow. And I'm not really sure what the current price tag is. There's oh. not much, you know, pre-World War wine out there. So gotcha. it was just a fortunate time to be at the right gotcha. place at the right time when gotcha. someone cracked it open and shared it with us. So Wow. And, hey, hold on. Before you leave, hang on just a second. Um, hey, Josh, do me a favor. Come here for a second. Now, Jonathan, you know, um, do you know you, Sophia Myers? Yeah. That's uh, her dad, and um, I, I can't even – I don't know who the young lady is. That, that is her nurse. What, what is her name? Dana. Dana, c- come here. We, we need to give you a, a hug because of the amazing care that you and all your staff did. Um, we want to thank you so much for everything that you did for her and uh, the quality of care that you gave her. And uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, don't know what we're talking about, we're, um, we're going to create an event, uh, thanks to Nick Pauly G from YouTube, uh, um, to raise awareness for DIPG. And uh, I'm Jonathan, I'm sure you'll, you'll uh, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I, knowing the person you know, I know you'll get behind it um, in some way or another. But um, we just, from all of us, all, all of us here at Smoking Aces, we want to thank you for everything that you did and um uh, uh I, I, what else to say just thank you for everything you did you know you're more than welcome to say whatever you want to say but uh well i know you do i know you would i know you would and uh we just thank you we we we, we thank you i can't even imagine what josh is going through and um you know we uh if you would do me a favor if you would get with my executive producer and give me some contact numbers for your your bosses and people at, at the hospital, we want to get in touch with them and reach out to them and, and get them involved in this event. Um, we want to make it a worldwide thing. And uh, I, I trust me, I, yeah, yeah, with your guys' spirit and uh, with my tenacity and uh, the people that uh, I associate with, good friends, Jonathan and, and, you know, all of us around here, we're going to get it done. And we're going to do, we're, you know, we're going to create an event that's so outside the box 
that uh, it's going to wow everybody. And uh, it's not to bring attention to ever, any individual. It's to bring attention to this deadly disease. So thank you again for coming in the studio. I greatly appreciate it. So anyway, with that said, we're going to take a commercial break and uh, we'll come right back. Little Caesars, home of the $5 hot and ready pepperoni pizza, now has a deep, deep dish pizza with eight crispy caramelized corner slices and even more cheese and pepperoni. So head on down and grab a large for just eight bucks and tell them Alan Varner sent you. They won't know who that is, but as a voice actor, I'm always trying to get my name out there. Check me out at alandoesvoices.com. That's A-L-A-N doesvoices.com. But first, get the new deep, deep dish pizza. It's hot and ready every day from 4 to 8 p.m. for just 8 bucks, only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Welcome back to Smoking Nation Live. And, you know, folks, I, I don't want to apologize, but I, I do want to say I know it seems like we're all over the place. But, um, I mean, we, we, we've had some uh, not I wouldn't say surprise guests, but we have some honored guests and uh, uh, about the show that we did last week. Uh, DI, they'll bring an awareness to DIPG and, um, you know, so, it, it, you know, that t- kind of takes precedence over anything else that we're, we, we talk about and more. I know that you have kids, you know, Bones has kids. Maverick, I think, is the only Astral that doesn't have any kids. And that he knows of. That, yeah, that he, knows he of. might have some. Well, true. But yeah. uh, in all seriousness, um, I, I, I mean, what do you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I shared the story about my youngest son with his brain tumors, and that's what they actually thought it was when when they initially diagnosed, and it just it dropped me to my knees. Right. I I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was I tough. I can't even imagine. And I know you, Jonathan. You you know you know that that family, and I mean, I know you have kids, and yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, it's got to be tough. But um, for those of you just joining us, we are joined in the studio with the bourbon expert of experts, Jonathan Mazzano from Mazzano's Fine Spirits in Ocean Springs. Uh, Jonathan, I love you to death, but I don't know your address. What's your address? 1622 Bienville Boulevard. It's right down the street here from that. Yeah, right down. Yep, yep, yep. And what a cool place because uh, whenever I need some bourbon, I just uh, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, and I'm there all the time because – if you ever have any questions about bourbon, if about wine, he's the man to go to, uh, at least here. Uh, I, I want to give him more credit. I'd say the whole Southeast of the country, but at, at least on, uh, on the Gulf coast. Um, you know, as far as his bourbon is concerned, I, I watch his Facebook posts and he brings in the stuff that is just incredible from that you've hand selected. Whenever I see one that says I've hand selected this, and I've got a hundred bottles or I've got, you know, a half a barrel or whatever the case is, I'm there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to get a bottle of that. And, and, and from now on, whenever you do that, do me a favor, please hold one back for me. And I, I, cause I never get, I'm like you, I don't know where we have the time. You, you, you're busier than I am. 
I don't know where we have the time to be able to get out and, and you know, we're just privileged to have you in the studio tonight. So you, about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe 15 years ago, um, Bardstown, Kentucky had a big distillery fire. Do you remember that? Yeah, Heaven Hill. So if you yeah. ever watch the video, it's like watching molten lava rolling <laughs> down, catching buildings on fire. It was, it was oh. crazy. And I actually had um, their their. He's an ex brother in law now, but he lives in Barstown, Kentucky. And I mean, it was just miles away from his house. And uh, that was uh, that. That was a Jim Beam Distillery, or, or it was Heaven Hills. Uh, Heaven yeah, Hills, yeah. The, yeah. And the fire was incredible. If you watch that video footage of it, you couldn't get anywhere near the distillery. Right. But you know what was really great about that was afterward, all the bourbon community came together. Um, all those guys were really tight-knit up there, and they all donated barrels to Heaven Hill to keep their program alive, keep those guys going, and Very get nice. them back at running after the yeah, fire. So that, everyone that, came that's, together. And, that's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, what is it about bourbon that uh, just got under your – under your hat and you just became an expert at it. Um, what's the first thing that we need to know? Well, so, you know, for me, as we talked about earlier, I'm, I'm sommelier trained. Um, so I've, I've got a good palate. I'm fortunate. Um, my wife told me there's two things I'm really good at, which is drinking and talking. So it's a perfect <laughs> job for me uh, owning a retail store. But, you know, for me, I always enjoyed bourbon. Mm -hmm. And um, about four years ago, I got the opportunity to travel up to Kentucky and pick my first barrel of Four Roses. And Oh, good bourbon. Yeah, oh, yeah, Four Roses is good. I'm a big fan for sure, as you guys know, with all the barrels I picked. So yeah. mm -hmm. it, for me, it was really a different experience to go up and, uh, you know, being someone who loves bourbon um, in my downtime, just enjoy at home, and going up there and tasting through all these barrels. And uh, basically, they roll them out in front of you. You taste them all blind. So I never want to know, you know, what the recipe is, what the age is, the warehouse location. I, it's solely picked off of what I feel is the best bourbon in the glass. So I spend a couple hours each distillery usually tasting with the master distiller head of quality control. I've been very fortunate to meet, you know, pretty much everyone in the bourbon industry. That's most of these guys are just coming up on retiring after being there 50 years. I got taste with Jim Rutledge at four roses before he retired. Mm -hmm. Brian Elliott, the new master distiller. <clears throat> um, Fred no over at, at Knob Creek at Jim Beam there, picked out a couple knob barrels with him. Uh, Ken Pierce at 1792 before he retired a couple years ago. So pretty much all the big guys, Jimmy and Eddie Russell at wild Turkey and, it's really been a lot of fun to just hear these guys, hear their stories, you know, and where bourbons come. Um, it's only really in the last five, seven, eight years of bourbon has taken off like it has. There was a lot of tough times with bourbon. Um, you know, talking with Bill Samuels, he remembers being a kid when his dad used to sit around with, um, you know, the Van Winkles right. and all these guys. Van Winkle, wow. Trying to figure out how to, how do we make bourbon just not something we're making in our backyard and that we love to drink, but how do we make it, you know, something viable, really make it a, turn it into a business, you know, turn it into a commercial and make it something that's from Kentucky, you know, make it something made in the U.S., something special. And uh, those guys really, they spent a lot of time together sitting around, uh, you know, it, Bill Samuel's father's kitchen table and, laying this whole thing out and you look at today where bourbon is and i think we're up to about two and a half barrels per person aging kentucky right now compared to how many people live there so holy wow. moly and i think they've surpassed a million visitors last year so wow. it's just exploding up there and uh and bourbon is not bourbon unless it's from kentucky is that is that true no everyone everyone assumes that it has to be from <clears throat> kentucky um but there's a set of regulations you have to follow um it does have to be made in the U.S. It's got to be at least 51% corn. Um, can only go into the barrel up at 125 proof or lower. 
uh, there's different things coming off the still and different regulations, uh, okay. but it does not have to be made in Kentucky. For a long time, you pretty much only saw bourbon from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Now there's craft distillers popping up all over the country. Really? Yeah. Huh. And that's that's interesting. Yeah, regional craft, yeah, it's wonderful stuff. Really? Yes. The reason why, you know, in Kentucky it became so popular and specifically like in Bardstown, the different areas, one, you have to have water because you had to be able to move the barrels around the country and you know, get them down to a place like New Orleans where, uh, you know, people like to drink their uh, their brown water. <laughs> okay, uh, and, of course, you've got to have a lot of water to make bourbon, too. You know, there's water's integral in the whole thing from keeping it cool to, of course, it's made, you know, it's all made from water and right. distillate. So um, in Kentucky, you have limestone filtered water, so just good, clean water. Uh, just nice and crisp. So that How'd was a big doing? part of how it got started up there. So you, you mm. talked about hand-picking a barrel. Are barrels different? You would not believe. I tell people all the time, the closest you can get, if you don't get to go pick your own barrels, uh, which I'm very fortunate to get to do for all of us to enjoy, is if you save my barrel selections when they come in throughout the year and you don't finish all of them, which I know is tough to do. I tell when you can't finish all of them. You've got to save at least a quarter of the bottle. And then when the next release comes out, you can start trying them side by side. So for me, like the Four Roses, they have 10 different recipes, high rye, low rye, mash bill, five different yeast strains. I taste those at home blind all the time. I'll have my wife pour out four or five and pour me out, tell me what they are, and I try them side by side. And you wouldn't believe how different they are. Um, and like I said, they're kind of unique having all these different recipes. But even just something like 1792, my last selection, the, the bourbon we're tasting here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went up there, went to go select one barrel, tasted through seven of them. And I told myself, well, I, I've got a problem. He's what's the problem? I know you like the bourbon. I said, well, there's two barrels I need to buy. So we were only slave to pick one. I said, I know I need to get two. And here's why. As I tasted through them, when I tasted this one, if you gentlemen had a chance to try it. Mm-hmm. So this is my 1792 uh, single barrel. It's bottled a 98.6 proof. And I named this one Orange Blossom. When you taste it, you get this nice kind of orange peel, floral. Exactly. Nose, yep. Really soft, approachable, <clears throat> a lot of layers to it, but it's on the soft side. Well, I tasted this other barrel in the same lineup. It had this big, rich caramel, really full flavored, and we tasted in barrel strength. Okay. So I decided to buy that one at uh, full proof, which what they call it, which is 125 proof. So the same proof it went into the barrel at. Um, and that one will be coming out here later on this month. Ooh. And these are two totally different bourbons. Now, they're proof different, but the flavor-wise is incredibly different. Made by the same company. Same yeah, made company. by the same company. Wow. About a year difference in age, but same distillate going in, and uh, you would not believe how different they are. All right, now let me ask. We've got about two minutes left in this segment, so let me ask you a question. Um, how did I do pairing the cigar with the bourbon? I think it's great. The cigar is not it's not too robust, so you know we always try to. When Matt sends people to me, or I send people to him, um, of course I'm the bourbon expert. He's the cigar expert. So what we try to do is match up the flavor profile, what people are looking for. And this cigar is nice. It's got a lot of flavor to it without being you know, too bitter. It's not too bold. Mm-hmm. And this bourbon with the nice floral notes and orange, I think they act in each other really well. I think so too. I, I agree. I yes. agree. Let me ask for this bones. Sure. When you say you, you purchased a barrel and they send you a barrel, are they literally sending you the barrel? I mean, it might be a stupid question. What do they take it out of the barrel? And no, put it I mean, in? I get asked that every day. So uh, we'll probably go into the next segment a little bit more about it. But basically once I pick the barrel, they bottle the whole thing. Then they send me all the bottles in the empty barrel down to the store. So, that is that is a cool thing yeah. that is a cool thing and um now i don't want to give away any trade secrets so we won't ask um you know i, I i'm sure that uh there's a specific guideline that you 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 or or a system that you use to pick the barrel but um what are you what are you looking for um 
are, are you looking for um, how it opens up? Are you looking for expansion? Are you looking for uh, uh, just what are you looking for when you pick a bourbon? You know, so for me, my whole idea was I wanted to find when you came in, you picked up one of my hand select bourbons. I want to make sure that you know when you go home and try it that it's different than the flagship bourbon. It still has you know the bones and the backbone of that bourbon, but it's something unique. There's something special about it, and that's what I look for in each barrel when I hand select them, that it's got something unique. Um, like I said, this one, the orange peel and floral notes, you know, I really enjoyed that. I thought it really stood out to me. I've, I've had your, the, the, the four, four roses, four roses. Yeah. I've had four roses that he hand selected. Mm-hmm. And I also picked up a bottle that just off the shelf and it's this totally different. It's totally different. Totally different. Totally bourbon. different. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. can't, I'm not a bourbon drinker. Now, but. all right. So now how, how do you convert a rum drinker to a bourbon? Yeah, I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you what, my wife picked up a bottle of Sweet Lucy there, and that's on ice. That's some bourbon cream. Or in, in, even in a coffee, it's, it's fantastic. That stuff is really – that I'll drink. That I'll drink. Okay. So let me ask you, Jonathan, um, when when it comes down to bourbon – because somebody just asked me, Joe from uh, Detroit, Michigan, asked uh, – he says, Jonathan, what is better, bourbon or scotch? And it's two different. I think they're two different. They're You're two, comparing apples and oranges. Totally different. Apples totally and different tastes. So, yeah, again, uh, you know, to me, you know, bourbon's usually going to be a little bit sweeter. Uh, the proof's higher. You get more oak influence in there. Um, most scotches using used bourbon barrels to age their whiskey, and they're usually around 80 proof. So it, it all depends what you enjoy, though. They're totally different flavors. Most scotches, not I guess not most, but some of them lead towards smokier side. I lay mulch, you know, Ardbeg, Lagavulin, Lafroig. It really all comes down to what you what you enjoy. Um, Detroit's a little bit of a road trip to get down here, so my <laughs> suggestion would be you know, if you can't make it to Maizano's, um, if you have a store nearby you that you know the owner loves bourbon, they hand select barrels. You, you just got to go and get an opportunity to taste them. And uh, you know, for me, I always tell them it's all about as you taste through my barrels. Now you kind of know what my palate is, the style that I'm picking. And uh, you know, if you can find someone nearby you that can do the same thing for you and get an opportunity to try them. Um, if you've got some bourbon bars, we can go and do some flights, try them side by side. Right. That's and really the we best actually way. have a good one here on the coast in Gulfport. In Gulfport, yes, yeah, uh, the that, bourbon, the rack house, rack house, rack house, rack house. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm get a some member. good food too while you're there. Absolutely. You sure can. Yeah, you get great plen- food. Out plenty there. of great Mizano hand slight bourbon over there. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of my bourbon. So. Well, you know, every one of us except one Bones is big fan of everything that you do. Um, no, it's okay. not not that I'm not a fan of him. I'm just you make you I'm, make the strangest face when you drink bourbon. He, he does, <laughs> and it's yeah. freaking hysterical. We wouldn't have a couple thousand different choices in the shop if uh, if everyone liked the same thing. Same thing with you. If everyone liked the same stick, you yeah. wouldn't have all these cigars. Right, so it's, right, right, it's right. all about what you enjoy, you know. And uh, for me, it's about having a laid back approach and helping people find what they're looking for. Whether it's you know a ten dollar bottle or a two hundred dollar bottle, I want to help you find something you're going to go home and be happy with. The same way you do, Matt, when someone comes in here for a cigar, you know you're looking for. Well, what do you like? Explain to me what flavors you're looking for. You know how much burn time, what kind of, right? You know from start to finish, what you want something more mild, you want something big and robust. I do the same thing. You got to take each person and uh, kind of figure out what they what they like, how they describe their palate, their flavors. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't really sure what it is they like or don't like about something. So, Absolutely. You know, for me, the more you come in, the more I get a chance to know you and know what you enjoy, the better recommendations I can make. Right, and right. Uh, really, you know, anywhere you go, they should, someone that's really passionate about what they do should be able to do the same for you. And I, I you do the same thing with uh, guys coming to buy and I, so. I try. I try. And um, 
one thing that I love what you do is you, you are never, you know, when anybody comes in, I, you're always there and you're always on the floor and, you know, anybody that has a question, you're right there to say, Hey, look, and, and that's what I love uh, uh, about your passion because you share the same passion I have, even though we have different industries, they're, they're, primarily the same because we work off individual everybody's power is exact is never the same right so you can't just say okay well you can't group a bunch of people together so um, what I love what you do is you take the time to individualize and, and really um, you do a lot more listening than you do talking and um, I love it and then when you do talk everything that comes out of your mouth is articulate uh, and it's just a plethora of knowledge and, uh, I'm honored to call you friend no. and, uh, we send people to you every day and I know you do the same for us. And, uh, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Um, one of the things before we go, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you have any desires of doing anything else? I, I know we talked, uh, you had, a um, the, the, the wine bar, uh, um, any plans in the future of doing anything different? I know your time is very, very yeah. limited, but I, I had I, I, I had a ton of people ask because they miss it. They'd love to have they'd love to have something like that here in, in this town. Well, you know, being an entrepreneur, you always want to figure out a way to share your passion with as many people as possible. And uh, you know, I, I love the restaurant business. Uh, for me, it was really just a time thing. Um, having both businesses, even though they're only five doors down from each other, in the same shopping center. I got to the point where I was working well over 100 hours a week because I wanted to take care of all of my guests and customers equally on both ends. And uh, there's just not enough time You just today. can't do that. Yeah, See, and it's just like everybody says, Matt, you know, you should do this, you should do that. But my problem is, and, um, you know, my wife says it all the time, and I, I don't understand it because I try I try to stay humble and I because without guys like this that come in, I'm nobody. I'm just a shop with four walls. But the reality is, she says, you make this business. You know, we could have somebody that we could pay $8 an hour to come behind the counter and, and just the sit there and, and ring people up and be order takers. But uh, um, I, I, don't, I don't see competition as competition. I see them as they're in my way. And um, a customer will never know, never care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. Absolutely. And uh, that's a philosophy that I've lived by for the last year. Well, you know, being a small business owner, it, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be the, uh, the Young Entrepreneur of the Year a couple years ago in the, the SBA, small business person from Mississippi. And, uh, you know, people always ask, well, you know, how do you do it? And I've, I've gone and given some talks. You know, it's all about being passionate about what you do. I mean, I still work at least 60, 70 hours a week, but it's not 100 plus. You know, I've got uh, a five-year-old daughter at home and a three-and-a-half-month-old son now. So Wow. It uh I love what I do. I love being out with the customers. Um, but, you know, the other part of having multiple businesses was I wasn't able to travel as much. I couldn't go to Kentucky and pick barrels. Right. And, uh, you know, I pick about 20 barrels a year now. So I'm making multiple trips three or four times. I'm actually planning the next one right now at the end of January. So it's just tough when you want to be out there with your customers and every customer every time. And, right. uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of things you got to do behind the scenes, paperwork and getting, you know, work on the computer and ordering and, it's tough because all of us love to be out here with the customer. There's nothing you want to do more than that. And you just have to figure out how to manage your time. And absolutely. You've got to be passionate. Absolutely. Um, uh, before we go, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, incredible amount of attention. Um, we've got a ton of questions that what we're going to do is we're just going to forward to you 
and you can get back. Maybe you get some customers out of it. But, um, you know, all of us, um, I want to personally invite you. I know time is limited, but in February, we're taking a trip to Nicaragua to the Perdomo factory. And basically it kind of, it does the same thing. You go and you tour the plantation. It's such an educational trip and we want to offer you uh, an opportunity to join all of us uh, to go and um, you know, drink some uh, some nice uh, liquor and smoke a bunch of cigars. Your yeah, wife might not be happy with it, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, we're, I want to extend the invitation to you. It'll be the third week in February, so um, uh, I'd I'd love to have you. I, I'd love to have your extensive knowledge with bourbon, and uh, I think you'd be an asset uh, to 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 the trip. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Do me a favor. Tell us, tell people, tell our listeners where to find you, your Facebook page and contact information before you go. Well, first of all, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, you know, I, I love talking about, about wine and whiskey. So there, there's nothing I enjoy more than getting the opportunity to share and, um, just learn more. It's never ending what there is to learn out there about, uh, both, both products. So my goal is to learn as much as I can and share that knowledge and passion with people and really just try to keep helping people find the right product. That's awesome. Uh, and we'll keep the, uh, the great Maizano hands like bourbons coming. I've got two more coming this year to take us up to around 20 ish. And then I'll uh, head back in January and start picking them again. So Good. we've got about 200 whiskeys on the shelf anytime, um, out of our 700 spirits and about 1500 wine selections. And there's always multiple barrels. We've got five on hand right now. A couple are getting close to selling out and, uh, got a four rows single barrel showing up tomorrow. And that foolproof coming in oh, awesome. end of the month. So I'm right down the street at Maizano's Fine Wine and Spirits at 1622 Bienville Boulevard here in Ocean Springs. You can see some pictures from my trips and uh, travels at MaizanosFineWine.com. It's M-A-I-S-A-N-O. Um, and you can see us on Facebook. You see a picture of, uh, you know, well, a bunch of pictures of me and bourbon. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I love what I do, and I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh we appreciate you coming. Look, the door's open. You're welcome anytime on the show, and uh, we'll, we'll you and I are probably talk later on. Yeah, I look forward to coming back and uh, talking some more. So anytime. Appreciate you're you welcome. Guys anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks right, guys. Thank All right, you. folks, you're listening to Smoking Aces live, and we'll be right back. Hi, Tom Bodet. Motel 6's new improved website lets you book a room and save more for what you travel for faster than ever. Even faster than you can find your keys, which you swore were right on the little hooky thing by the garage door where they always are, and we can land a robot on a comet, but we can't keep keys from disappearing. Oh, here they are. Left them in my jacket. Don't you hate that? I'm Tom Bodet for the new improved Motel6.com, and we'll leave the light on for you. Dear Hardware, you drag us out of bed every morning and keep us awake at night. The aches and pains remind us just how real you are. You push us to the limits. Every day you pose new challenges, but we rise to all of them. 
We are Vito, Sprinter, and Sitan from Mercedes-Benz Vans. Now with 0% APR representative on all Vito models. Vehicles must be registered by the 30th of September 2014. Visit mbvans.co.uk for details. Business users only. 0% APR representative on higher purchase only. Minimum 20% deposit of list price plus VAT on the total transaction price. Maximum term 36 months. Finance subject to status to Mercedes-Benz Finance UK. joined or i am joined i am stick man and i am joined with the other assholes mort bones and maverick maverick what do you think about jonathan what a cool cat huh yeah he was real cool i was listening in and it was pretty cool i mean i i learned i learned a lot i mean i don't i mean imagine how much education comes into becoming a sommelier and then being a bourbon expert how about that sommelier. yeah you didn't even know that what that word meant did you nope. <laughs> <laughs> mort uh i mean what do you what do you think about this 1792 man i love that i, it, I picked it up uh probably two weeks ago when when he put it out on the shelf uh, he put it out on facebook and i was there that day what does that go for can i ask that uh hey jonathan let me ask you um uh, what does that 1792 orange uh the orange blossom go for a forty-three uh, for forty-three dollars. Forty-three dollars. What a! Yeah. It's almost ten years old, yeah. and it's ninety-eight point six percent. Yeah, ninety-eight point six percent proof. I got um, two bottles of Sailor Jerry's for that. Yeah. Leave the bones to yeah, say yeah, something yeah. silly yeah. like that. You know that. That's right. He might buy. He might buy that. But you got three bottles that that uh, will. Well, I mean, what a phenomenal! The seventeen ninety-two is one of my favorites. One of the things that I learned from an event that we did that Jonathan participated in. Um, was a Colorado? Hey, Jonathan, that Colorado Str- Stranahan, yeah, that's, Stranahan. That's that's not a bourbon. That's a corn. Yeah, American single malt. Yeah, it's all malted barley. Yeah, right. that was that yeah, was, was phenomenal. phenomenal. That yeah. was that was really was phenomenal. Really you know, we had that in the shop for a little bit, but um, you know, we were talking about craft, the the craft uh, uh, industry mm-hmm. coming up, and it's just not stuck to Kentucky anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, a passion of mine just recently has been bourbon barrel stouts, a stout beer aged in a bourbon barrel. Ooh. Oh, if you can imagine. What a flavor, right? If you can imagine the marriage of of that dark stout beer, it's heavy, heavy beer. It's I call it dessert in a can or dessert in a bottle. And wow. that's, I, I really like a good stout <laughs> beer. So. You you aged this. He's ossified already. He's, just, he's, he's ossified already. You age <laughs> you age that beer in a good bourbon barrel, and uh-huh. it just takes on that bourbon flavor, and it's an amazing beer. You just can't beat it. I'm glad he gets to enjoy that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some of the people I know used to drink didn't drink it for flavor <laughs> Who are you at all. Looking at no, I'm. Who are you looking at? I'm just looking at you. I'm just looking at you just in general. Oh, okay. I could be looking this way. I'm truly one of those. It's, it's like smoking a cigar. You want the flavor. You don't want to just get there and, and smoke something. Right, 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 I'll right. I'll tell you what. I'm enjoying this triple Maduro. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm very surprised. And, and, I'm surprised. And you know what? It goes beautifully with that bourbon. It does go really good with it. You See? Get the, 
He knows the, the bourbon, good. and Stickman knows the cigar. You get a good, good marriage of the flavors. Right, right. And for those of you, for those of you left-wing noodle brains that are just happen to be listening to the show, uh, check the scoreboard. Roy Moore is winning, fifty-two point three percent to forty-six percent. Well, and I believe it's over. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It's know late. It's late in the game. It doesn't mean. Yeah, it's still, you know, you just can't. You and can't and the it. sad thing about it was he was being destroyed. He was at like sixty-five to thirty percent, oh, or no. thirty-five. Earlier it was seventy-five to twenty-five <laughs> when we first started. I wrote it down here when we wow. first started. Wow! It was. He came it, back like Trump. Yeah, Bone, like Trump. Bones and I were saying, "Oh, this dude's getting a hand yeah. to him." <laughs> yeah, we were a little surprised. Well, we were I'm not a little wa- weakened. I wasn't, I wasn't we were worried. weakened a little bit. So I'm you know what worried. they did was they counted the the precincts that were blue. First, right. Yeah. Yes. Right. To get to say, to have the other people say, you know what, it ain't worth it because he's down well, seventy five to twenty five. No, it's, it's already over with when they start counting. Oh, that's true. But that's you true. know, when you start talking about presidential elections, you look at a state like Florida, a state like Florida that has two time zones, they can start counting in the eastern time zone while uh, the central time zone voters are still going to the polls. That's right. And so when they when they declare somebody a winner. You know these po- these these folks that are like on the West Coast or in mountain states, they're they're already looking at oh it's a done deal I'm not even going to bother. Right, that's and right. So that's that's the problem with the election process with with uh, <clears throat> what do we call it complacent voters? Complacent voters. Yeah, right. they look at that and they say that's ah, a done deal I'm not going to go waste my time. It's right. not a waste of time, folks. Make your voice count. Can't, the, can't bitch if you don't vote. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Or you well you can, but ain't nobody going to listen. You know who didn't vote, didn't you? Uh, no. Kaepernick. That's correct. <laughs> well, hey, he's, he's, he's your eagle. He's your eagle. He's not an eagle. The eagle has landed, and he's not an eagle. He's not he's an Alabama. Back to the field no, but field. you know who did vote? Charles Barkley. Yes. Was for the uh, the opponent. That's surprising. For, for Moore's opponent, yeah. He, is he voted Maine. for Doug Jones? He was, he he is was from Alabama. He was stumping for Doug Jones. He did graduate Auburn University. Yes, well, so well I don't know if he graduated. He went there. And he graduated. Yes, he graduated Auburn University. Let's find Don't out that for still. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fact check it. And, uh, <laughs> but, and liberal look, arts? Exactly did he do? What he did he do? do? Liberal arts? It doesn't make any difference. I don't know. Liberal arts. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. What, how much that, money what does he's that got. mean exactly? Uh, you're gay. Uh, no, it doesn't. Kind of like being a libertarian. No, it doesn't. A little bit of everything. It doesn't. Uh, do it doesn't. Doesn't more. No, it does not. What? What? A liberal arts degree. When you when you go when you when you pursue a, a the path of a liberal arts degree. There's a lot less ma- less math uh, math involved in that as a, as opposed to a You're trying to say degree. mathematics mathematics. Does that yeah. mean you can work at um, um Burger King? Burger King. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you can be the assistant manager. Yeah, yeah. funny, funny or the story. fry cook. You can be the fry cook at Burger King. Funny story hey, and true story. Yeah, funny yeah. and true story. I I started out as a science major when I went to college, and I I'm not a math guy. I hate math. I just just did not do well in college algebra. Uh-huh. So I, I took my second algebra class that I needed in order to get my degree, and I failed miserably. I just there was no way I was going to make this class, so I had to switch my major to an arts major. Okay. Yeah. To, but you do got your degree. Oh, I got my degree. That's nice. Used, and you never used algebra. Again. <laughs> I never used it again. <laughs> so but I teach networking, so I, I do deal with numbers. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, amazing. Bones is a number guy too. ID ten T number. Yeah, I, I actually have to deal with those people that push that ID ten T button a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, good grief. And I don't know what happened. What the hell happened earlier in the show? But we definitely had an ID ten T here, and uh, that I, I I'll take the blame for that. I'll take one for the team. You need to one. quit pushing buttons. 
I love pushing buttons. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> it just says Barkley went to Auburn from 81 to 84. It doesn't say anything about graduation. 81, 82, 83, 84. So he went four years. Well, he, he played for four years. Oh, that's right. He played bad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, what do you think about tonight's show, Maverick? Well, I was off it for about 35 minutes. Yeah, sorry. Oh, rubbing that in. No, no rubbing in. It went, no, but I was, it, I was listening, and it was very interesting. I didn't get upset about it, but it was educational, and uh, we had a great guest. Yeah, and um, like I said, I'm glad you guys got to enjoy his product. Yeah, you know, and we, um, we did. And Mort really likes it. Oh yeah, Mort really Mort, likes Mort it. really likes it, and I'm, <laughs> really I'm glad you guys it. got to enjoy it. But I got to enjoy the triple Maduro, and um, yeah, it was nice. We need to have the executive producer come wipe the drool off Mort's microphone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of spongy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little damp. Yeah, he didn't burn it. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, shut up, Holmes. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, um. Anyway, uh, I was going to say something, um, but I forgot. Where are we going next? Where are we um, going? I don't know. I, I don't know whether uh, – I kind of wanted to get the notes. What kind of notes were you getting from that cigar with that bourbon? You know, the, the cigar, when I first saw it, because it's a very dark wrap, I thought this is going to be very strong. And, and that's what really scares me about a dark wrapper as a as a smoker that doesn't really understand too much about it yet. I'm, I'm learning just like anybody else. I, I looked at this and I was a little scared. So I, I was anticipating a lot of uh, a, a lot of harshness. Uh-huh. There's none. There wasn't really. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you get the flavor of that bourbon in your mouth, just a just a little bit of, to swish around on the palate right. and then take a good drag on off of the 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 cigar it just oh man it just it opened everything up so you're not supposed to do it like a shot uh no 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 you're supposed to you, yeah it's not a that's, shot that's not, not a that's shot where you went that's wrong not a shot yeah. <laughs> a little bit of water to break it up a little bit yeah it, and you, all right it, it, it doesn't break it up it opens it opens did we uh, mention the name we said Triple Maduro a bunch of times, but did we say it was a Camacho? Yeah, it's Camacho. And um, I'm a Camacho guy, which you ordered me a box. Yeah, I did. And um, I'm going to go to these, too. These are are nice. Uh, Aren't they? Yeah. And and one of the biggest misnomers, and it really lights my ash on fire, when somebody shies away from a dark wrapper because they've been given the wrong information. And I was wanting to do that. Oh, I certainly am, yeah. And and it's given away... Uh, and it's given out by cigar shops all around the Gulf Coast, except here. And the misnomer is that the wrapper, the color of the wrapper, has everything to do with strength. Yeah. Wrong. No. That's the biggest misnomer, the biggest bullshit story uh, on the planet. The wrapper has everything to do with flavor, has nothing to do with strength. And uh, so, folks, do me a favor. Don't shy away from a, a, a dark Maduro or a deep, dark, rich cigar because you're, I'm telling you, you're missing out. I mean, Maverick, am I, am I lying? I'm just learning for today. I was I was a little, you know, not to go to it, and then I'm really enjoying it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke these more often. And, I, you know, I'm a Camacho guy, so, um, and, you know, you, you, um, you're going to tell me the name of the, the, the orange-labeled ones that the I really Camacho enjoy. Camacho Connecticut. Yeah, the, the Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, the Connecticut. I really, really enjoy them, yeah. but I'm, I'm enjoying this just as much. Now, I'm going to tell you, the yellow label uh, Camacho, which is the Criollo, which I can never the understand. It. It's C-R-I-O-L-L-O, but it's pronounced Criollo. And uh, 
Um, that one, uh, you, you need a little, uh, you need to be, uh, um, not a noob smoker to pick up. It's a light wrapper. I know. I, I, no, it's more lo- looking like a looking. Habano wrapper. So more okay. of a, a medium, uh, colored wrapper. Okay. And, um, but the, the, what I get from a Criollo is a ton of spice and, uh, um, they're usually they're fine. They're Dominican. Um, but uh, also Nicaraguan and Hond- oh, Nicaraguan. Nicaragua. Yeah. And, Thank uh, you. You're welcome. No, makes a good Maduro. I like Captain Maduro. Yeah, Captain makes nice a really good smoke. Maduro. Yep. All his smokes are good. Yeah, let's take a couple phone calls. Let's, Absolutely. Uh, 228-213, you're live on Smoking Aces, live with the Ashholes. What's going on, my friend? I think this is Josh. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Yes, it is me. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? We're doing good, buddy. How are oh, you? Good. good. I got to answer to Guido's question about what actually a triple Maduro means. You're talking uh, about the, tri- the triple Maduro cigar from Camacho. The actual makeup of the cigar is a San Andreas wrapper, their original Crojo binder, and a mixture of Honduran, Brazilian, and Dominican Republic fillers. And every one of them is fermented to a Maduro age. Right. So that's why the term right. Maduro, that's why it's referred to as a triple Maduro because the entire cigar, everything in it is Maduro. Okay. Well, you're just a plethora of information. One, Good now, job, guys. And Maverick, job, you Josh. said uh, one thing that he does know: pool and cigars. That's right. And I have to admit, he does know how. He he actually came into the shop a couple of weeks ago and he showed me how to cut a cigar with no cutter, just your fingernail. Oh wow! No. Yeah. Did it work? Uh, yeah, it worked. It how worked. about that? Well, I'm telling you, he knows about smoking sticks and he knows how to use that pool cue, which is known as a stick too. He knows how to do that. Yeah. I witnessed it. He he beat. The Black Widow. The Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Look, Josh, guys, you got I'll be there. I'll be there next week. I'll be there Tuesday. Are you gonna? Are you coming for the show, or are you just gonna hang out during the day? I'm gonna you try to work into- out something there with Maverick and uh, see if I can get my ass over to the show without my chair. <laughs> no, that means he's gonna be late. Yeah, no, he's gonna be the Uber driver to drive him <laughs> home. <laughs> I'll be able to do that for you. You know what I mean? We're going to get him here so he's not in his chair. We're just going to bring a walker and, um, right, a walker? Is that what you're going to use? Yeah, I'll just stick Princess in the basket and come along with me. All right. All right. Cool. Look forward to seeing you. Yeah, look forward to seeing you, buddy. Thanks for calling in on the show. I appreciate it, buddy. So, uh, he, I tell you, one thing he does know, you're right, he does know cigars. That dude is a walking Wikipedia dictionary for cigars. And he told you exactly what the makeup of the cigar was. He sure did. And I'm telling you, he didn't look it up. He knows it because he (laughs) smokes a lot of cigars and he he does his research. And he he gets a lot of people um, in the industry to send him cigars. Wow. Who else we got waiting for us? Uh, Two other callers dropped, one from Indiana and one from Washington State. Oh. Um, We actually, he he told me that he was going to listen in, so I want to give a big shout-out to Charlie. He's actually listening in the show. He's in the queue. Um, He didn't push one, so, you know, he doesn't. So, no, he uh, doesn't. But he's been the last two days. He's been um, a plethora of conversation. Yes, he has, yeah. and we love him to death. At yeah, the, he's a cool here. dude. Um, the only thing that surprised me about Charlie is he's never been to New Orleans. Yeah, that's right. He's been down here a number of years, and he's never um, been over there at all for well, nothing. Ditto. Well, 
What? What? Uh, Bones, you've uh, never been to New Orleans. I have no desire to go there. Well, I, have you been look, there, though? No, I was born and raised in New York. I, I, can't, New yeah, I can't disagree. There's really nothing to see over there. All you do is smell puke, uh, walk well, over. You know, there's, there's, no, no, yeah, there's a couple urine, interesting things over there. There's the Café du Monde. Café du Monde. When you have the beignets and lulago, lulago. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got yeah. the cathedral. Yeah. There too. yeah, they got the cathedral, and they got um, the, what the else? They got square there? where all the, uh, the they hawk all their pictures. That's the French market. Stuff. That's the French yeah, market. Yeah. I like going there for that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. And yeah. the ghost tours, they do have the ghost tours there. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, from all of us, the shout out, uh, Big Charlie. Charlie, what's going on? Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we've had listeners in uh, London tonight. We've had li- listeners in. I can't pronounce it. ho Town in Spain and Italy. Aviano again. And Aviano. Uh, that's uh, the Air Force. Go Air Force. Go Air Force. The Air Force are out there. And uh, a ton around the country. So um, I don't know. What else? Uh, anything else light your ass on fire there, Maverick? You were kind of light on that tonight. Well, you know, I was off the air for a little while, and you know, not <laughs> not a problem. Just, just for, if it wasn't a problem, you wouldn't be keep freaking. No, no, it I up. wouldn't. No, I'm just mentioning that there's not a lot of information for me or things to say because I was off off for a little while, and I'm getting the point finger. So, um, did I do anything? <laughs> oh, the paper towels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that on the air. Yeah, yeah we're definitely not going to talk about that on the air. Um, hey, uh, Josh, I have a question for you. Um. We have Julie Myers in the queue. Uh, was she just wanting to listen in, or uh, can, I mean, can we can we bring her on? Okay, I'm gonna um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna get back um, to one of the attentions that we wanted to bring awareness to DIPG and folks use the hashtag Smash for DIPG and smash watch and four. yeah. What I said, the letter four, what I the, or the number four. I'm oh yeah, the smash the number Not. four DIPG. Watch and promote the video uh, uploaded before we went on air uh, this morning or tonight. Good grief! Um, and it's all for Logan Paul to react uh, to on his channel, and that's from Nick Pauly G. YouTube.com forward slash Nick Pauly G. He's doing one hell of a job to bring awareness to this debilitating disease. For those of you who don't know what DIPG is, it's diffuse intrinsic ponting glioma. It's a brain tumor at the stem of the brain. And uh, the primary, uh, the, the um, what, would you, what would you call the, not candidates, but the victims of, of this brain tumor are kids from five to nine years old. And I, um, hey, Nick. Nick, has it been five or six that have passed away on the Gulf Coast from DIPG? Well, let's just from Mobile to Ocean Springs. Probably, I think five or six, right? Yeah, I think five. Wow. Yeah. Way too many. Yeah, way too many. One's one too and many. one is too many. So let's take a, a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll come back, and maybe we'll get Julie Myers on the phone. And, uh, uh, again, our prayers and thoughts go out to her family for the loss of their seven-year-old daughter, who was an angel, Sophia mm. Myers. Beautiful and, uh, little girl. Beautiful little girl. And uh, what a guy. What a fighter. What a fighter. I mean, you talk about a champ. Uh, oh, yeah. She's That's, a champ. She has the belt. But you know what? Here's what she's doing. And you know, we're, we're going to go to commercial break in just a second. But she's smiling down from heaven. And uh, one thing is we'll all get to see her. Uh, you know, She knows that everybody loves her. Absolutely. Wasn't, That's she, big, wasn't she big for the... Um... I, I don't like adopt adopt the animal. Adopt I, the dog I, I, I think so. Like I think so. Maybe we'll bring Josh on and uh, 
And for those of you who are just joining us in the studio, um, Sophia Meyer, she passed away um, not too long ago from DIPG. Uh, we have actually, we have the honor and the pleasure of having her dad in the studio and uh, maybe we'll get him on uh, with the last couple minutes on in the show. So folks, uh, we'll be right back. So don't touch that dial. And uh, we've had a wonderful show. We talked uh, to John, the bourbon expert, expert, the expert of experts, Jonathan Mazzano, uh, about bourbons and uh, cigars. And uh, we've talked about this debilitating disease of DIPG. Um, and we happen to have a caller in the queue, Julie Myers, who happens to be Josh Myers' sister. And Josh Myers, for those of you who don't know, is the father of Sophia Myers, who passed away not too long ago. And I can't even imagine. Let's. Uh, you guys want to bring her in the studio? Yes. Bring her on. Absolutely. Let's see if we can chat with her. Uh, Julie, you're live on the air with Smoking Aces Live. Um, I, I, you know, I, words cannot say. Uh, I don't even know what to say, but our prayers are with you and your family. Uh, thank you for taking time to listen to the show. Um, uh, dare I ask how, how you're doing? Um, thank you, and I appreciate you bringing awareness um, to this terrible disease. Um, so we're hanging in there. I think um, the community support has really has really helped us. Um, you know, it's it's really hard the situation period, but this time of the year um, is definitely a struggle. And um, I think Josh and Angel are doing the best they can to to deal with it the best way they can. Yeah. Now, um, you're, you're, you're not, you're not local. So, um, can, are you on the West coast? I am. I live in Laguna beach, California. Okay. All right. So, um, what a neat area to be at, um, for the ideas that we have, uh, coming up in the near, you know, in the next week or so, um, we're going to have, I'm going to try to get Nick Pauly G on the Brian and hammer Jackson show out in Los Angeles. And, um, my question to you is number one, if you ever need anything, you don't hesitate to ask. Um, you know, we are at your, your mercy. And if you need anything, you please don't, please don't hesitate to ask. And I'm sure more that comes from all of us. Absolutely. Here, uh, in, you know, in the studio, yeah, I appreciate but, um, that. 
Oh, no problem. What um, uh, what do you think about this uh, event that we want to try and get together? Um, you know, did you have the opportunity? Because um, I'm, I'm sure you came out here, but did you have the opportunity to ne- uh, to meet Nick Pauly G? No, I did not. Okay, so uh, what he does is he's a YouTuber and he's got a YouTube channel, Nick Pauly G. And in his videos, he's trying to um, reach the attention of Logan Paul, who happens, I, I think, uh, Nick, he is the largest, he's the, yeah, he's the lo- largest trend in YouTube. He's got over 14 million subscribers. So the idea behind it, and I, I can't speak for Nick. Um, Nick, you want to come over here and just come next to my mic? But um, the idea behind this is he's got 14 million subscribers. Uh, if we can get his attention and he can start bringing aware, then we've got the ears of 14 million people. Is that right, Nick? You got to come right into the middle. Oh, of right, mind. that's absolutely right. And my biggest thing that I want to advertise about Logan Paul is his slogan, what he's absolutely stuck to from the beginning, and that's to go out there and change the world and the dent the universe. If you watch, shout out to Kane Finley, who is an angel looking down upon us now, who recently passed away of DIPG. He went to school at LSU. Um, he advertises that same base message to go out there and to be passionate about whatever you do because you do only get this one life and so that is really what the premise of all this is is because this will be the first internet brand to really go down in history to affect generations before us and generations to come because Neil Armstrong's daughter did die of this disease in 1963 and that has been way too much time for a disease to run rampant in the society. And, and the and the crazy thing about this is in I mean 1963 this that was the probably one one of the first diagnose diagnosis. Okay, well let's just say that that's the first documented case. You know, 63, 73, 83, 93, 2003, 2013. We're talking about 50 plus years, and we don't have a cure for this. Something's wrong with that picture. So um, what we want to do is I, I, you know, when I, <laughs> it was a strange uh, matter of fact that I met Nick Foley G in a bathrobe walking past my shop. And, uh, but what we want to do, Julie, is we want to bring attention to this. We're, we're standing behind this cause. We're going to support it. And what we want to do is we want to do an event um, every year. And maybe we do it in a different state every year and, and bring attention to each different state. But, um, we, uh, you know, uh, you just let us know what you need and, uh, you, you got our back. I mean, I, we got your back. Yeah, we appreciate that. And, and, you know, Nick has been a huge help and, and his mother and quakes and, um, they've been a huge support, um, to this cause and to, to Angel Josh and the family. So um, we appreciate everything that they've done. You know, Stickman, I'm 56, and before I, I heard about Sophia, never heard of DPIG before. DIPG, yeah. Never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah. Ne- uh, neither have you. Said- I mean, you you, know, you hear about children with, with brain tumors, but, you know, I never heard specifically about DIPG until – um, until we heard that that's what she was diagnosed with. And then from that point on, you know, you find yourself, you know, on the Internet researching the disease and, and trying to find a possible cure. And it's just hour after hour on the Internet, and and you're just met with um, with, with, with no hope. I mean, to, to have a, a perfectly healthy child and then one day to be told that that child only has months to live is just absolutely devastating. I I can't even imagine. And we actually have in the studio, Julie, we have your brother who happens to be Sophia Meyer's father. And, uh, 
it's tough for me to hold my composure because I can't even imagine what it's like. But uh, Josh, welcome to the show. Um, I know this is tough for you, brother, um, and we got your back. Um, but what we want to do is we want to help you in any way. We want to uh, raise awareness for this, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, tell us uh, tell us what's on your mind, what's on your heart, brother. Yeah, this is tough to talk about. I mean, it's devastating. You know, obviously it's, it's Christmas time, so we had <clears throat> October and Thanksgiving, and now Christmas is coming up. So Angel and I are, you know, every day it seems like it gets worse. You think it would get better, but yeah, I mean, last year at this time, Sophia, <clears throat> I was taking her to Walmart to pick out her gifts. And you actually got well. You actually got to spend some time with her in California, didn't you? Yeah, we did. I mean, last year I think it was after Christmas we had gone out there for two weeks. And she was amazing. I mean, she's doing somersaults on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, no issues, you know, in tide pools and going to Disneyland. And I didn't see any signs, you know, and then two months later, we thought she had the flu. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a pure shock. Like Josh said, when she was out here, um, yeah, she was doing somersaults up and down the street. And, you know, we just went, would leave early in the morning, come back late at night. We did, you know, everything in California, Hollywood and Disney World and Universal and the, and the beach. And um, she got to see snow for the first time um, up in the mountains. And um, there was not a thing, uh, a thing wrong with her. And for this to happen, you know, just a month after she was out here, um, it's just, it was just pure shock. Right. And uh, now, Josh, um the do- you had the best care, you had the best doctors, and uh, what 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 do they say to you? I mean, what? Angel, and we took her to uh, you know, Dr. Worm in Ocean Springs, and he was amazing. You know, he had, I think that day I thought she had the flu. We had taken her in and went to gave her an MRI, which insurance usually doesn't even cover. I don't know how they even gave it to us. And, you know, they figured out something major was going on, but uh. Now, we took her to, uh, I think, Atlanta the next day. We drove straight up. I'm sorry, to Jackson the next day, and I went probably 120 the entire way. I made it in two hours to Jackson. Okay. And uh, now then they suggested that we go to uh, Boston. There's a big hospital up there. It's the best in the country. And then, right. You know, they all told us the diagnosis, and I had never heard of DIPG. I knew Sophia Moeller, you know, and a beautiful and the family, but, uh, you know, you still don't really know it until it happens to you. And then uh, right. they would tell us a prognosis, you know, death, the zero survival rate. You know, for the last 40 years, the prognosis has been the same. It's zero. And when you hear of a kid being healed, it's usually not DIPG. It was a misdiagnosis. Right, right. And that's what they would tell us. And, you know, in the middle of it, I told them, quit telling me that. You know, I'd walk out of the room because with Sophia, I would take it day to day. On the end, that's my daughter, and I was hoping for a miracle. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And for those of you who are listening right now, um, don't go anywhere. We're about ready to come out of the live session, but for those of you who are still tuned in, um, we're going to continue this, and we're going to go a little bit longer. We're going to go a little bit over bounds because this is so important, and uh, we want we want to um, – I mean, Maverick uh, – I mean, we want to bring awareness to this any way that we, we can to. because has to be done. this is ridiculous that 50 years go by and we, we, we don't have, we're not any closer. And, and, and Josh, um, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to be very careful on the things that I say, but it, it gets to, it gets a little under my skin when we have the best doctors in the country and, you know, we haven't, we haven't come a modicum of any degree in well, any closer. The funding is so low. They don't fund this, you know? Oh my. Are you kidding small. me? There's a little bit of funding, but it's so low. It's not, you know, it doesn't help with it. And, uh, and then you, know, you have all these kids like on the coast. Well, you know, I want to say about five kids. The numbers, Angel's much better at, at it than I am. But, uh, you know, they won't call it a cluster, you know, no matter how many kids seem to get it. And Okay. Have you talked to any congressmen or politicians we or anything have, like this? And there's been a lot of good people out there who are trying to help us. It's just tough, you know, because they're in a particular situation, too. You know, you yeah. want to be sure. And they're trying to do research also and investigations. But okay, Angel was amazing with the medicine. And then. I would do the physical, you know, lifting and stuff. And uh, I couldn't have done it without her. And I think she couldn't have done it without me. But, you know, mm-hmm. we love Sophia. She's our world, you know, and now she's gone. Well, here, here is the only solace that I have because, um, you know, uh, you know Scott. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, um, he, uh, he's a client of mine. And uh, he came in and he told me the news uh, before I heard it on the radio. And, uh, I mean, it took me to my knees and, um, the solace that I have is she's in peace. Um, she's not in any more, I know this is not a help, but, um, she's not in any more pain and she's looking down at both, you know, her wonderful parents, um, who took such great care of her and, uh, stood behind her and she was a damn fighter and she was a champ. No, I'm proud of her. Yeah. She was amazing. I mean, yeah, I don't absolutely. have like one tenth of the strength that Sophia had. She was yeah. amazing. She was amazing. So, um, you know, let's in the coming months, let's really get together and sit down and and make this event uh, the best that it can be to either raise funding or bring bring awareness that will uh, lead to a, a better funding of of this terrible disease. And uh, Julie, I, I I think that you'll you'll stand behind us in this and. Um, I want you to uh, make sure you leave your contact information with my executive producer, and uh, we'll definitely be talking uh, soon, okay? Of course, of course. Okay, all right. And uh, uh, Josh, uh, what an honor and uh, uh, blessing that you've been. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Thanks so much uh, for all the support. I really appreciate it. You've got 100% support. Um, We do – we put together this – uh, this I, I think this is the most fitting way to close our show because um, uh, you know it takes a, a, a crazy one to change the world and um, so we're going to close guys thank you so much for listening to Smoking Aces Live we're going to close the show with this song and it's dedicated to Sophia Myers here's to the crazy ones the misfits the rebels the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. 
because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves into motion Like how a single word can make a heart open I might only have one match But I can make an explosion 